0: Welcome to Soul News, here with Kevin Clark. I am Kevin Clark. I don't think my producers who are in the media center can clap right now. They're stuck. They're stuck on Zoom. They can't clap. All right, two great guests today. We will start with Matthew Berry. Uh, I thought this was going to be breezy, light, and it was. It was fun. We had a great time. Um, it was a really, really funny episode. Um, but we delved into some topics. His career, um, some, some touching tributes to, to how he views... His work uh, now and and how he got to that place, uh, how he processes games like the Super Bowl from a fantasy analyst perspective, a sports betting analyst perspective. I really really enjoyed this. How he tried to become the Martha Stewart of fantasy football. He gets to that. We get to that quite a bit. Actually, was was kind of blown away at how how uh, deep the conversation was. I knew it would be good because Matthew's always good. Uh, I was blown away by how deep it was. Uh, we went we went long on it. Um, so that's first guest, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jags won a playoff game this year. We get to a lot. Uh, we we had a we had a good time with Trevor football. Doug Peterson, his improvement from year one to year two. Uh, I really enjoyed it. both these guests. Great slow news day Tuesday. Matthew Berry, Trevor Lawrence. Here they are.
1: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise. But if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal. and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at com slash Simmons. Once again, v-u-o-r-i.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All
0: right, Matthew Barry, making his News Day debut, Fantasy Life. Fantasy football happy hour on Peacock. What's going on, brother? Nothing, man. It's it's you know I'm on Radio Row. I'm excited to be here.
2: Happy. to Wait, know. let me
0: stop you right there. Are you excited? Are you actually excited to be on Radio Row?
2: Legitimately excited to be on Radio Row. Legitimately. Can I tell you why? Yes. So this goes to because the reason I, because the reason I'm on Radio Row is because I'm part of NBC yes, and of we course. are broadcasting my show all week long. And that's not the part I'm excited about. Okay. But the part is is that the reason we're broadcasting my show all week long is because I'm part of NBC's coverage of the NFL. Like there's a number of shows like, you know, whatever, Dan Patrick's out here. PFT is out here, brother from another, like their whole, their whole lineup is out here as is my show fantasy football happy hour. And when I was at ESPN, my season or was in when the NFL regular season,
0: I was gonna ask about that yeah,
2: because I was not part of NFL coverage at ESPN. And again, I'm not trying to take shots. Uh, it's just the way that company is set up is that the NFL, the way the, the part of the company that covers the NFL sure. is separate. Your friend Mina Kimes, our friend Mina Kimes. Our friend of Mina's a friend of mine Your as friend. well. Your my, yeah, I Your mean friend. whatever. I don't really like her. Um uh but like our mutual friend Mina Kimes, like Mina Kimes' boss is a very different person than my former boss at ESPN. I mean, ultimately everyone reports to Norby, but um, but you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> sure. um no, but like she – Like, so just as a point, like obviously Mina is part of ESPN's NFL coverage. Yes. And so I never was and I never would have been. And so um, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to go somewhere else where I, I would have the opportunity to do so. And so I'm here on Radio Row because I'm part of a big company's NFL coverage and as a fantasy guy and a sports betting guy. But, you know, known primarily as a fantasy guy at this point in my career. I'm thrilled. I'm
0: legitimately thrilled to be here. Wow. That's beautiful. I didn't expect that. Because Radio Row, I like it. I like just seeing people. I like the energy of it. Yeah. I will say, Rusillo changed my mind on this because one annoying thing, and it just happened to you, and maybe it's not annoying, but people stop you and say, hey, do you have five minutes to come on this show? Five yes. minutes to come on that. You really can't do a, do a whole lap around without being stopped and asked something. Correct. said something to me that I've thought about. He said it to me in Miami, and he said, there's only one thing worse than being asked to come on a bunch of shows at Radio Row. And that's not being asked to come on that's a bunch right. of shows on the radio. Because one day we're going to do a lap around here. It might be 30 years from now. We're going to do a lap around here. Nobody's going to want us to come on Albuquerque. That's right. Nobody's going to want us to come on. And so just, you know, just take it in stride. Russell, no, Russell
2: is absolutely right. And he's smart about that. And he's true. And like, listen, uh, did I want to do the Ithaca College pot Sports Podcast yesterday? No, but whatever they were they were sweet kids who came up and were very respectful yeah. and said would you like we're out here from from Ithaca College and we have this sports podcast and we'll be so honored if you came on and so I went on and I did the show because you know what like good for them for you know like it took me a long time I, I wasn't doing that when I was in college and so yeah I mean like Rosillo was absolutely right Racilla's always was smart I mean like He's he's right. There will come a time, and and there are times. Listen, I mean, I'm sure this happens with you, Kevin. Like with my show, we've been offered people. We're like, yeah. hey, do you want to talk to this person or that person? And you'll be like, eh, I'll say yes to that person, but no to that person. Yeah. You're like, and you sort of go through. You get offered guests, and so and I'm sure the same thing happens yeah. with this show. And so, right, you know, you don't. And you there's be- no
0: rhyme or reason to why you say yes or no, just, I mean, there is a rhyme or reason, but it's not like this person isn't famous enough to come on or whatever. It's just like, okay, we do. There's some. Players, for example, who like I know is sitting in this chair, drinking coffee, reading the newspaper, just like not going to be into it. Famously, Jason Witten came on this show a few years ago and was not terrific. But then there are other people, your Travis Kelsey's, your Alvin Kamara, who who light it up and totally get it. We had a thing. Where do you think I'm going to
2: land? Like when you're talking about me, the way you're talking about Witten and Kamara. Later to another guest. Yeah, Do you think I'm going to be close to the Witten side, no. or am I going to be close to the Kelsey side? No, I would say Kelsey just, just picking
0: up vibes. I'd say you're a Witten type. I'd say historically, <laughs> I feel like we're you know I think people are gathering around their TVs to say, "No, we yeah. have another Witten on our hands." Everyone, yeah. check this out. They're calling Pretty their friends much. and they're saying, oh I mean, Barry's in Witten territory. We better check this out, brother."
2: I mean, well, listen. If you've ever seen me run a ten-yard route, I'm you know I am similar to Witten in that I am yeah I am old and slow. Um, and you're both well, out like Jason Witten just catching strays like poor Jason what? Witten. Like, you know, I'm going to, I heard good things about slow news day. Let me just check out this podcast of radio row. Let me see what they're thinking about Eagles and, and, you know, chiefs what the hell just catching strays left and right. Poor Jason Witten sitting on his couch. I
0: get what you're saying, but we have a culture competition here at slow news day. Okay. And if you don't bring it, like, it is I don't what know it what is. to tell you. I don't Fair know enough. what to tell you. Like we are right. always competing. So right. I have a question. So uh, you mentioned, how it's different for you to cover everything through the Super Bowl and be as a part uh, of, of the NFL coverage on NBC going forward. Your fantasy perspective, your sports betting perspective, informs your playoff and Super Bowl discussion how. Like, how do you process it differently than, say, a, a Mike Florio, a Chris Sims, uh, we see Thomas Dimitrov over there.
2: Right. Um, I think, I mean, first off, I look at it from a player base, I think right first. Right. So I I'm processing it. Like what players, what are the matchups of the players? What are the matchups of, uh, you know, this scheme versus this scheme and, and how do I think the individual players will perform? So, I mean, for me, it's, it's probably just more player based, I guess. I don't know that there's, I'm more statistically driven, obviously, than I think, I mean, you know, Sims is totally an X and O's guys. Yeah. as a former NFL quarterback, but, um, so I, I would, I guess that way. But I mean, I try to, I try to bring NFL knowledge to my fantasy analysis, and I try not, and I try to sort of, I don't want to say stay in my lane or understand my lane. But the idea is, is like when, when I'm doing shows on Radio Row and they're asking me for, the Super Bowl. Sometimes I feel like, okay, so from a fantasy perspective, I'm like, there's no fantasy, right? Let's we can just talk about the game, yeah, you know, like. Well, listen, I'm now, you know, now that sports betting is legal, I've been doing a lot more of that. I did it somewhat ESPN last year and NBC has really embraced it this year. And
0: thank God sports betting is legal because I never placed a bet before that day. Uh, And I, you know, like it was crazy to me how I had a whole apparatus to bet on golf and I knew all the research and stuff just on day one. Because obviously I didn't bet before no, that. No, never before. And so I just so. It was very helpful. Yeah, it was so helpful for that to become legal. Um, right. Because I hadn't so been doing it for to, a decade. then you were finally able to do it for the first time. Yeah, I just had no place to park my money. You know, I was putting it in crypto and different scams. And then. <laughs> um, and now Yeah, yeah, smart. Smart. Yeah. It's very
2: similar to, I just remember thank, when I turned 21, I'm like, yeah. finally I can drink alcohol. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had no, my first good. drink.
2: That was nice at 21.
0: Yeah, it was great. 21st birthday. Um, yep. And you got, you got up to speed. Oh, this is what beer tastes like. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, yeah. You said something. And on I was Bill able to Sp- order
2: my favorite tequila, which was weird. That Well, you've done instinctively- a lot of research.
0: You've done a lot of research lot on of the reading. front end. Did yeah. his own research. Um, you said something on Bill Simmons' podcast that I, so I do not play fantasy football. We can get into that in a second. Okay. But you said something on the Bill Simmons' podcast. It is as insightful as anything I've ever heard. Why are you heard. listening
2: to Bill Simmons' podcast with me on it if you don't if you don't play fantasy football?
0: It worked for Bill, a number one. And is you that have, a requirement of the Ringer? We we sit in rooms and we listen to it. Uh, we're like uh, that, that's forced. Like, yeah, yeah. We sit. Talk like, to we Bill sit at little that. desks um, I mean, you know, and we on. just we do a little listening. And then we, uh, yeah, no, it's great. Okay. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. Um, no, so I was listening Does to Does he it. sit there and watch you listen to it? That would be fun. Well, on, via, like, he's got the camera. That makes sense. It's like a augmented reality. Yeah, that thing. Make, okay, now that, know, makes, sense. that makes sense. That makes sense. So
2: you listen, No. You, so I always no, have fun with Bill. Yeah, go I, ahead. He's
0: the best, and you guys get along well. And you said something that I've never, I haven't gotten out of my mind since, which is that when you were starting out, you would talk to a friend, maybe in the entertainment industry, about how to become bigger in fantasy yes. and the person said well you need to find the guy and get them to endorse you in some way correct and then you said well there is no guy and then your friend said well then just be the guy yes correct that's an amazing like i've thought about that so much because oh. in some cases you can just like be the guy in, so, like, in, in some career choices and i have a question how did you how do you become the fantasy guy it is a huge thing obviously you have to get on the ground floor but, and it takes time and you have to, you know, it's totally, what's it called? Uh, the dilemma where you get in too early or too late. You have to right, get right. right at the right time. I forget what it's called. It's, it's in tech startups. Look it up. Look it up. Um, but, like, uh, how, how do you go about becoming literally the person most associated with fantasy football?
2: So, uh, I just manifested that destiny. You know what I mean? Like, I just put you the, visualize yeah, it. yeah, I just yeah, visualized it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and one just, day I you put it out to the
0: universe and it and happened. woke up and one day Bob Iger was there saying, Pretty here's much. some
2: money. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, in a big check and he was wearing Disney ears. Yeah, it's very strange. Um no, so here's so it's a great question. actually I, I thought a lot about it. So the so for just to I guess repeat what you just sort of said, but right, yes. I was I was starting out a I had a website called Rotopass. Yeah, and I was like, I need to how do I get people? This is I was talking with a friend of mine that uh worked that was one of the co-founders of stamps.com of all things. And um so he was like my famous, he was my he was my internet friend okay. right you know and so um like he was the guy who understood the internet like cuz this was way back back in the day this is 2004 right and um and so i'm trying to like well i don't know anything about seo or like you know what are these you know meta tags you know any like how do i drive traffic cuz this is this is pre myspace facebook any kind of social media either and he says to me he says you should get somebody to endorse it like you know get a professional athlete i'm like i can't afford a professional athlete and at this point by the way most professional athletes hate fantasy like my fans would know. Austin the,
0: Eckler was a long ways away. Long at ways that away. One hundred
2: percent. Like any anyone that we any athlete we got to endorse it, the people that play fantasy would know it's a fake because right. we know that at that point in two thousand four we knew athletes hated sure. fantasy. Jason that,
0: Witten was sitting by his phone, just waiting right, just for your waiting.
2: call just waiting well, luckily i knew in the future he would be out on your podcast yeah, and i yeah, wouldn't want yeah. him to endorse me so um so then he says well why don't you get the guy and I'm, what do you mean the guy and he says i don't know you fantasy sports but he says to me he says i'll never forget this quote he goes he says i don't know fantasy sports but who is the i don't know who's the martha stewart of fantasy football like who's the one person that you know you immediately yeah. think of yeah. when you think of fantasy football and i'm like no one really yeah. like there's you know there's person here person there that have a couple small websites or whatever but there's no one person so he says to me he says well why don't you become that person
0: and i'm like the martha stewart
2: Stewart of fantasy football because he's just like why don't you um which tells the 2004 right Right. you know i mean again um it was a good reference in no four it was great
0: and um so you started insider trading obviously
2: right and then getting high with snoop Dogg, and it was it all happened that's great um no, what I, uh, what I decided was, and he's just like, I'm like, huh. And he goes, listen, if this thing's as popular as you say it is, eventually there will be somebody, there will be somebody who is the guy. And he goes, sounds like you have, you know, you've been doing it for a long time. You've been writing about it professionally for like seven years. Like you should try to make yourself the guy. So here's how I did that. As I tried to figure out like, okay, I looked at the landscape of all the people doing fantasy analysis. And I said, okay, what do I do better than anyone else? because there are people that I think are better at X and O's than me. I think there are people that are, I'm pretty good with X and O's, but I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not like, I'm not Chris Sims, my, my colleague. Right. I'm not, not, you know, Teddy Bruschi, you know, I'm not guys like that, 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 you know, played the game that are really good at breaking it down. And like, I think I'm, I'm pretty good with stats, but I'm not, I'm not Nate Silver. I mean, like there are people that are better statistically than I am. And like, I have some sources, but I'm like, I'm not Adam Schefter. What I mean, so I'm like, what's one thing that I can do better than anyone else? And I thought the one thing that I think I can do better than anyone else is talk about myself. And so I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, massive, massive Stern fan. And the brilliance of Stern, there's, I mean, I could talk for hours and hours about the brilliance of Stern, but one of the things that he did that was so brilliant is like, he made everything about himself, Yes, everything about himself. And so uh, there's a, there's a story that I've never written about, but if you're a Stern fan, you'll know this, but he tells a story in his, in his book, um, and he's told this on the air a few times that like he wants, um, he once decided to eat breakfast. He was hungry and he decided to have breakfast. So on the air, he like, he made himself a bowl of cereal and just ate cereal for 18 minutes on the air. Like that was the whole thing. And he's describing the cereal and the whole thing. And now I'm getting the milk, robin and the whole thing. And so, and so he says, you know, his, his uh, program director comes and he goes, do you know how many calls I got? That's so angry. You just ate breakfast for 18 half minutes on the air. And he, you know, 18, 18 minutes and 35 seconds, you ate breakfast on the air. And he goes, how do you think people know that it was 18 minutes and 35 seconds that I ate breakfast on the air? Is it because they listened to the whole thing? That's amazing. It, right? And
0: so you just he, started eating breakfast on, on the, the air, air yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, I yeah.
2: became the guy. Yeah. No, I, what I did was, is I started making everything about me. That's I decided, amazing. so when I started writing the columns, I decided I was going to that the analysis was going to be the analysis, but that I needed them to know me. And so I would write these long, very, you know, kind of navel-gazing, egocentric, self-centered columns all about me and my life. And some people hated them and some people loved them, but it was very much from the sort of Howard Stern attention-grabbing school to make it about me and that I felt like that if you tore off, if you printed out my column and you printed out a bunch of other columns from other uh, fantasy analysts... And you 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 ripped off the name and and the URL. Yeah, and you just had it, and you said, and you went through it. I think that even if you hated me, you'd be like, well, that's a Matthew Barry column. Right, and that's the. I think that there's a lot of the fantasy analysis out there is 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 good, but similar. Yeah, and fairly dry and stat heavy, and that mine was at least even if you didn't like it, you could identify it as mine.
0: That's wonderful. I, as as good an explanation as as I've heard. Um, and I I really really enjoyed that. Um. But being the guy, and so yes. there's two reasons I don't play fantasy Okay. One is I simply, just a time crunch for me. I just okay. feel like anything worth doing. What do you doing. have going on? I have a child now. I, I have, have a five. One, I have a one-month-old.
2: I'm assuming your wife does most of the heavy lifting there.
0: No, I actually, am a, I'm one of the greats at dadding. Interesting. Yeah. One month in. One month in. I mean, I'm. Just like, just like you were a master sports better on day one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm secretly raising a child just right. to practice. Yeah. Um, no, so it was, uh. I, I, I don't like, like I, I gamble in golf a lot. Okay. Um, the other part of it, and this is, this is important, is that I don't want to have any hangups about players I interact with regularly. So like Trevor Lawrence is coming on this show in, in 25 minutes, if Trevor Lawrence cost me week 16, I don't want anything in my brain rattling around and being like you, you motherfucker. You cost me. You cost me so much. You cost me my my high school friends league because you threw two interceptions. I don't need. I don't need that extra layer yeah. of like I'm already damaged enough. I don't need to be mad at Trevor Lawrence over something. So that's the other thing. And then the um. So it's the time. It's the it's. The, I don't want anything to interfere with my uh, takes on players. And then actually, there's a third thing which is it drives me nuts. And then this is what I need. I think everybody needs their advice on this. Uh, if you're supposed to be the fantasy guy, you should never lose a league right. that you're ever in. And so if you're in a high school friends league, college friends league, a, you know, just a bunch of famous people, whatever, you have to win. Yeah. You have to win. There's unbelievable pressure. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I get both those things. I get
2: both those things. I mean, I don't think you would have that pressure. Like if you played fantasy well, football, I, if, you wouldn't have that among pressure. Among my high
0: school friends or something like that, they'd be like, you get paid oh, you, for this oh, you jackass. you work to the ringer. Yeah. You, you get paid you, for this. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're, that kind of thing. They wouldn't like, you know. It wouldn't be the same if it's like if I'm playing with Corey and Richie.
2: Yeah, I know, I I get it. You can tell from Corey and Richie's looks that they're just, you know,
3: they don't know, they don't they're, know they're shit. They're they don't know shit. Obviously. Yeah. That's
2: the, you can tell. Yeah. A couple of auto drafters there. Um what I would say is uh, about the, the player thing, um, I understand that. Um I guess for me it's sort of like I try to uh I think as long as you're as long as you're not hot taking it. Right. You know, and like when I meet players that I have said, you know, negative things about, I'm just like, listen, I say two things. I'm like, number one, Hey, listen, prove me wrong. I would, I would love to be wrong. The numbers are the numbers. Tell me, or by the way, tell me why I'm wrong. What what did I, what did I miss here? Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I think most people are, especially again, if you're, if you're rational about like, I'll never forget this, but like, so I did a, here you go. This is a story I've never told, but, um, it's going be fun. Right. Um, so I get invited to do a, um, uh, a, a speaking engagement at, uh, for this, there was this fan fest in Atlantic city. Okay. And they're like, we're going to put you on a panel with you. And this is many years ago, as you'll see with you, uh, Michael Vick and LaShawn McCoy. And this was the year, this was, um, year, there was his breakout year in two, this must've been 2012. Okay. Cause 2010 was his monster year with the Eagles. And then everyone was on him, including me. I had him as my number one overall pick that year going to 2011. And that's the pick that I get made fun of the most throughout my career. And he disappointed that year. Right, And then, so this was going into the next season. So it's me, Michael Vick, LaShawn McCoy, and they've got this radio host, uh, Mike Missanelli or whatever is the, is the name of the guy from ESPN in Philly. And he's going to be the host uh, of this panel. And so before the thing, they're just like, oh, and we're just, we're going to just talk fantasy. We'll ask the Eagles players a couple questions about the upcoming Eagles season. And then you can sort of talk fantasy football. And, you know, and I meet Mike before the, before the show. And he's just like, yeah, this is going to be super easy. Like, I'll just, I'm going to give them, a, you know, like it's a bunch of fa- Eagles fans here and some fantasy players. Like I'm going to ask them some, you know, Eagles questions and then ask you a couple of sleep. Give me a few sleepers and busts. Easy stuff. Softball stuff. I'm like, great. Let's have fun. You know, they're all here for Vic and McCoy. Anyway. Yeah. Great. Fine. So he get up on stage, and he pulls out. He then he from his back pocket he pulls out my rankings, and he first thing he does. So Matthew, I see here that you have Michael Vick at number six overall as your quarterback. Why don't you like Michael Vick? What? Why do you have five quarterbacks ahead of Michael Vick or whatever it is? And Michael Vick does one of these <laughs> to me, and so like you know totally sandbag, yeah, right? Of right? course, but just your point about things, as I said, I said, listen, Michael, I'm a massive fan. Literally last year I had you as my number one overall pick. I said, but the concern is, is health yeah. is, you know, listen, when you're on the field, you're great. Everyone knows that. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you missed five games, whatever it was, you missed five games last year. You've played all 16 games in a season, only twice in your NFL career. So my question to you, Michael, is I would love to rank you higher what have you done this off season to make sure you can stay on the field for the Eagles this year? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was just like, no, that's fair. Health is a big, you know, health, you know, I got to be smarter about how I'm styling. We're talking to coach Reed about trying to figure out ways to, you know, I got to be smarter when I'm running and get out of bounds quicker. And like, you know, and he answered like, like, I, you know, and so, and, and then Missinelli tried a couple of other things like that about where I ranked McCoy and like, every, you know, and like just to whatever, and just tried to dig me on wow. it. Like, I just try to throw me under the bus with those guys, a couple of things, but I was able to, Luckily, like, you know, I had my stats. I knew my stuff. And I would just be like, like, I'm like, I think I said something like, I think it McCoy at like running back three that year. Right. I said something like, well, you know, listen, I said, you know, I think I said something to McCoy about, I, I may be getting my stats wrong. So I apologize for it, if people are listening. How to How dare you like, get 10
0: year old LaShawn you know, McCoy, McCoy stats, stats
2: wrong. But it was something like the fact like he'd come off a year where he'd had like 18 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns or yeah, something like some yeah. insane year. And why did I, and I just said like, Here's the thing. Statistically, in the course of NFL history, you, you know, uh, you scored 18 touchdowns last year. I'm making up the number, whatever it was. You scored 18 touchdowns last year. And at this point, like over the last 30 years in the NFL, every player that scored 18 touchdowns, like, you know, only one has repeated. So just, you know, level of odds. Do you think you can get to 18 touchdowns again, LaShawn, you know? Right. And he's just like, nah. you know, we've got a couple other guys in the backfield. We want to spread the love and, you know, whatever. And, you know, so that's my point about the and then. The second thing I would say, Kevin, about your friends is that anyone smart that's about um, fantasy football that's played understands the luck-based yes. element to it. Um, my
0: tell friends my- only understand shit-talking.
2: Right. Yes. They don't understand. understand the luck-based that's, element. Is, I'll tell you my – this, and this is a story I have told before. So the – the 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 vic one i haven't told before but here's a story i have told before but it's a good story and it's my favorite fantasy football story which i think will speak to this for you if i can do you mind if i tell uh, it please right. so it's not even my story it's matt Hasselbeck's story <laughs> so matt hasselbeck told me Are you matt, like
0: kramer You're just selling matt yeah. hasselbeck selling his stories yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
2: no but i well matt matt told me this story when we, you know we worked together at espn and um and I said, that's the greatest story I've ever heard. Can I use that? And he okay. has graciously said, by all means. And so okay. I've, I've written about it. It's in my book. I've written the columns about it. And the answer is, so he, the very question is, is that Matt Hasselbeck plays fantasy football. And he actually played fantasy football in 2009 when he was the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. So that year in fantasy football, he drafted as his fantasy quarterbacks himself. Yes, of course. And Brett Favre, his former teammate in Green Bay, who that year was in his first year at Minnesota. I don't know if you remember this, but in Minnesota that year, Favre actually had a great fantasy year that, that first year in Minnesota. And so in week five of the 2009 season, Matt Hasselbeck had a decision. Brett Favre was at home against the Rams, who at the time were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Meanwhile, Hasselbeck had to play the Jaguars, who had won two straight, had a decent defense, Hasselbeck had missed the last two games with a lower back injury. And so Matt Hasselbeck decided to bench himself and start Brett Favre in fantasy football that week. I will save you the trouble of looking it up in week five, of the 2009 season, Brett Favre throws one touchdown pass one interception. Adrian Peterson goes crazy and the Vikings roll. The Rams is not particularly close. Brett Favre finishes his quarterback 18 that week in fantasy football. Meanwhile, Jacksonville comes into uh, into Seattle and gets rolled. Matt Hasselbeck throws 256 yards, four touchdown passes, ends the week as the number one quarterback in fantasy, sitting on his own bench. And you think about this. Matt Hasselbeck knew the game plan, looked at the film, like could call an audible at yep. any time. Yep. Matt Hasselbeck literally touched the football on every offensive play. He had as much control over an NFL game as any fantasy player ever in the history of the sport and he still got it wrong. So if Matt Hasselbeck can't get it right, what hope do any of us have of getting it right on a consistent basis? So when you think about it from that perspective, it's just like, yes, I don't, win, I I win a lot more leagues than I lose, but I don't win every league that I'm in. Wow,
0: Matt Hasselbeck. Right? I was he pissed off at himself? It's like, fuck no God he.
2: he la- I mean, do you know Matt it. at all? I he's he's the, he's a great guy. He's the, he's the best guy, and he tells the story in himself with a smile. He's the best guy, and like, and it's a great story. I'm like, please let me write about. It. He's like, go ahead, knock yourself out.
0: Horoscope. When's your birthday? December 29th. December 29th. Capricorn. Yes. You're ready to move on from work tension. You have a compassionate mindset. I do have a compassionate mindset.
2: Um, I don't think I really have any work tension unless Yet. there's unless, I mean, yeah, I mean no, unless I mean, you're going to start you know, all something. your
0: boys are this Sims walking around. I see Sims walking he around. Ready. He looks ready uh, for some there's, tension. There's uh there's the Michaels and the brother from another yeah. set, which so, is I mean, my set. The yeah. day is young is what I would say about that. Fair you enough. just don't you don't know where you're at. Okay, good. Um we do a all thing right. called Club Kevin. It's you can induct anybody. It's our personal Hall of Fame. You can induct anybody you would like. Yesterday, Jared Goff inducted the entire cast of White Lotus, I think. I think it's about 25 people. Um, and so it does not matter. It could be an athlete who won you a league this year. It could be a TV show you're watching. doesn't matter. Who are you inducting?
2: That is a uh, that's a great one. Who am I inducting? Um, I feel like I should give you a, like a funny, goofy answer. Um, but I'm going to give you a genuine answer. I'm going to give you a heartfelt. I'm going to tug on the heartstrings a little bit. Please do. Okay. And here's what I'm going to induct into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to induct Jalen Hurts and the entire casting crew of Football Night in America. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, into the uh, Hall of Fame. Okay. The, the Club Kevin. The Club, 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 Kevin, Club, Kevin, 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 Club Kevin. Kevin. The Club Kevin. I talked about this a little bit, right? But I wanted to, one of the reasons why I decided to leave ESPN was I wanted to be part of NFL coverage of another company and just again like as we talked about mina's got a different boss than i and i knew at espn i was never going to be part of nfl coverage so i go to nbc and nbc is like no we think we think fantasy and sports betting are how fans consume the nfl it's one of the ways and so it's going to be part of how we cover the nfl we're going to cover the nfl only in the
0: states where it's legal again only in the states where it's legal
2: well but fantasy is legal everywhere yes so we're going to as the way we cover uh, the way we cover the NFL is you know the X's and O's and and the and the stats and the players and analytics and everything, but we're also going to talk about fantasy of and, and and sports betting, and we're and you're going to lead our efforts there, great. But I'm still coming into this thing, and so my first night, the very first, I literally signed my contract with NBC August 5th, like at noon, and at seven o'clock that night I was on that air. I was on air at the Hall of Fame game, which was the first preseason game of the year. Yeah, and I'm making my, you know, NBC debut, my national television debut on, on the show. And, and I'm on the sideline, right? And it's the Hall of Fame game. And I'm standing next to Phil Simms' kid, right? You know, Chris Simms, who played eight years in the league, former pro quarterback. And, you know, and I, I go into the production meeting and there's Tony Dungy, who's a Hall of Fame coach, right? And there's Jason Garrett, who's, you know, very famous uh, head NFL coach. There's Rodney Harrison, who, who should be, and I think will be in the Hall of Fame one day, right? I mean, so there's like these legends upon legends of, of football, there. And, um, uh, and so, and now I'm, I'm the fantasy nerd, right? And so at ESPN, I'd sort of established my own little, you know, fiefdom, if you will. Um, like I was off to the side, but like, at least I knew where I stood in, in, in that area of the company here. I'm, I'm not only a new guy, but now I'm the new guy on a football stage yeah. and I'm about to be the first, the first ever fantasy betting analyst on a NFL pregame mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. you know, before an NFL game and. Um, I'm super nervous and I'm super nervous about like, are they going to be like, what's the fantasy nerd doing here? You know, and football night has a massive audience and like fantasy players know who I am, but like, I don't know how many of the average football players that sure. don't, the average football fans that don't play fantasy know who I am. And I'm certainly new to the football night in America audience. And so first off for the football night in America crew, every single one of them was like, thank you thank you for coming. We're so excited to have you on the team. You know, like I, I, I never actually met Maria Taylor at ESPN because she, she was on event, meaning she wasn't in Bristol. She was doing, you know, NBA and college football, which I don't touch. And so like, I'd never actually met Maria at ESPN. And so like, I go up to introduce myself to Maria and I, I hold out my hand to shake it and she pushes it away, brings me in for a hug and says, welcome home. And like, and to a person, they were all like, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited for you to be on the show. You're going to make us better. Like, we can't wait for you to help us, you know, help us win. And like a very different experience than I had, you know, at other jobs. And uh, so that was like, great. Like I immediately felt like warm and part of the team, not like I got to prove myself or new guy or, you know, that they were just like, oh, hi, hey, welcome. Like they all went out of their way to be like. Thank you for being here. We're excited to have you part of this team. And then Jalen Hurts, because the first thing I ever did is I said, um, Sims and I had a little back and forth on air where we talked about Jalen Hurts. And I said, because he was on the cover of the Roto World Magazine. And I said, look, everyone knows he, he's, you know, got potential as a fantasy quarterback. I think number one quarterback in fantasy is within his realm of range of outcomes. Because I said, but I also think he could take a Josh Allen-like leap from year two year to year three. Yep. I said, if you look at, and, you know, Sims is like, I don't know about the decision-making or the arm strength. And I'm like, I'm not saying he's got Josh Allen's arm. But what I am saying is, is that he has, um, if you look at his the stats in his second year or his first two years compared to the stats on a per-game basis because he played less than Josh Allen, he actually is equal to or better than Josh Allen in almost every stat- statistical category. Third year, Josh Allen gets Stefan Diggs, monster season, yes. right? You know, incredible season, almost gets the Super Bowl. And I said, I think Jalen Hurts can do that as well this year. Getting A.J. Brown, second year in the system, second year of Devontae Smith, great offensive line, pretty good schedule that'll get the, the, the sports radio calls off his back because everyone's like, oh, they should have drafted a quarterback. And the question's about whether can he be the franchise quarterback. I think he's got that ability. And so, obviously, he's made me look very smart. Um, not that I didn't get picks wrong this year. I did, but my very first one, you know for nbc was kind of a home run and throughout the year when jalen hurts would do something especially if we had the game because we all watched the games together hurts would do some big play and like tony dungey or garrett would be like there's barry's boy so, you know what's wrong yeah. sims you didn't see him you know and like you know so and like learn
0: ball sims right <laughs> sims is great i he he's on I, the show we talked about jfk conspiracies it was amazing um, he
2: is awesome but um but my point is is like he gave me football credibility yeah. and like so just all of it like it's it's been a magical year, and to, to end, I guess, probably where we started off is why I'm thrilled to be on Radio Row and part of NBC and part of, part of the NFL coverage of, you know, a Big Four broadcasting network.
0: Matthew Barry, Fantasy Life, Fantasy Football Happy Hour on Peacock, NBC Sports, NFL coverage from... The Hall of Fame game You're through right. the Super Bowl, right. as we discussed in yeah. the offseason. No, no days off. No days off. Well, i yeah, a
2: little bit. I'm gonna work on fantasylife.com, as you mentioned. Appreciate that. Um uh but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the season being over, but it's all right. I'll be out at the con- you gonna be at the combine?
0: No, I'm raising a child. I thought you were a master at it. Uh I just don't like going to the combine. So there you go. Yeah. Now
2: the truth comes out.
0: Now <laughs> the truth comes out. Matthew Barrett, thank you so much Kevin, for coming on so Sunday's. This is so great.
1: Restrictions all apply. See website for details.
0: All right, Trevor Lawrence is here for Slow News Day. Uh, breakout player, former first overall pick. He's here with Head and Shoulders and PNG. What's going on, Trevor?
3: What's up? How are we doing? Thank you guys for having me.
0: I'm so excited to uh, to to have you on the show. Obviously, followed you for a long time. I want to start with this. I'm from Orlando, spent a lot of time in St Augustine growing up. I know North Florida really well. Tell me something people don't know about Jacksonville as a sports town.
3: Man, it's uh it's a great place. One we just we've really enjoyed living here. It's a really really great place to live. I'm um, sure like you said you know the area, so you you've seen that. Um but the fan base is awesome. I think you look at you look at kind of the history of the organization. There's been some rough years and the the you know, we have some resilient fans that have have gone through a lot. So it was cool, even just this year, to be able to experience some success with them. Um, And I'm really excited for the future and to continue to do that because we have a great fan base that's super deserving of a great team. And I'm confident that that's where we're heading.
0: What are the interactions like? Because I I talked to – Jared Goff was on the show yesterday. He was talking about talking to people in Detroit and just sort of the – the, you know, going to get a coffee and how different it is when the Lions are winning. Um, you brought a playoff team to Jacksonville. When you go get a coffee or you go just run into a, a drugstore or whatever, like, what are people saying to you in Jacksonville?
3: People are excited, and this is a place. It's it's kind of unique. I think people do a really good job of letting you have your space, and it's not overwhelming. You know, it's not a crazy, crazy city like that. Um, but people are are really pumped, and it, it's cool to go out now and just the positive just the positivity around the team. And now you see everybody wearing Jags gear. I mean, you saw it a little bit before, but now that yep. we're winning, it's like everybody, everybody that's walking around, like you said, getting a coffee, going to lunch, whatever, everybody's wearing Jags gear, which that's, that's a cool thing to be able to, you know, for our team to do that and kind of bring people together. It's cool.
0: Why is Doug Peterson a quarterback whisperer? Cause you hear the cliche all the time. You're just like, Oh, he makes his quarterbacks better. He knows what to do. Like specifically he made you better. How?
3: You know, there's a lot, Honestly, there's a lot that goes into that. It's, it's, it's our system. I think it is really quarterback friendly in the fact that it's complex in the ways that we attack defenses and certain things we do, but it's really simple to learn, to master um, the, the amount of tools that I have in order to have success is, is awesome. That's been the most fun part of the system is learning the ins and outs of that, the checks I can get to building that rapport and chemistry with the coaches and with my teammates to be just better and better. Um, and then I think just the way he carries himself, him being a former quarterback helps when his, and how he can develop guys, because he's been in our position. He knows what it takes. He's, he's played in the league. He's been around really great players. He's done all those things. He's won super bowls. Um, so I think all those things come together. And then his staff that he hired, you know, press and Mike McCoy and Jim Bob and all these other guys uh, that have come together, all these different minds that have really, made it their own and have helped and have taught me a lot uh, I think it's just given me a lot of confidence and I think also too he's done a great job this season he's always kept the faith and belief in us as a team myself as a player even when things aren't looking great we had a couple rough games he's done a great job with all those
0: it's interesting because Alex Smith's on the show last year and he talked about the growth of a young quarterback and he said that he repeated his rookie year over and over and over again. And it was so, you know, he was getting hit early and he he said he wasn't ready to play and all this stuff. And it was a different deal. But he basically said, like, it was hard for me to put my rookie struggles behind me. The year one to year two jump for you was so significant. And I was curious, you know, I think every team looks Trevor at how to have this sort of of leap from their young quarterback. Um, What went into it for you as far as just getting better? What did you specifically work on? Because I think that there are a lot of of coaches around the NFL saying we want that kind of improvement from our young quarterback.
3: Yeah, I mean, my answer is similar to. So, what you just asked me about coach and yeah. how he develops quarterbacks and why he's so good at that, I think that, that that's the same reason um you know I've had success also I, it's taken a lot of work from me. you know I worked on a lot of this off season, really just trying to improve my game, and then I think mastering the system in this offense um it helped me a ton. I think you saw that get better and better as the year went on. you know, probably the halfway mark of our season, offensively, we took off, we started playing much better really in every category, including personally, individually, myself. So that all comes together. And then we brought in some, we brought in some great players. And this game, is it's all about players. I mean, it, it is, obviously, you need a good coach. You need a good system. That's really important. But at the end of the day, it's the guys on the field that are playing. And you got to have guys, one, that are, that are good players and that play well together. And our chemistry got really, really strong, especially the second half of the season. So I'm looking forward on just building on that uh, for the years to come.
0: Eagles defense scouting report. You played him in October. Uh, what do people not know about that defense?
3: I mean, I think I think most things have been said. It's a really good defense. They get a lot of recognition as they should. It's deserved. They've had a great year. They gave they gave us fits. I had a really really rough game against them. I had a bunch of turnovers. So they they did some good things. Their pass rush is great. Hassan off the edge. I mean, uh, just that speed. That's something that is kind of unique. He's he's so quick off the edge. He's hard to get hands on. Um, and then their their DBs are really good too. So in their passing game, they got the pass rush. And then plus you add Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, all the guys in the interior and their DBs. So they get to the quarterback quick, and they got guys that can cover, have great ball skills. Um, you match those two together, it, it makes it challenging, you know. So they do a the great job. And then offensively, I can't speak as much to that game plan for them, but you see their their offense, how efficient they are. That's been the most impressive thing I think is their efficiency. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a tough matchup and I'm excited to watch it.
0: I know you're going to get this question a lot, but do you, you played both of these teams this year? Do you have a prediction?
3: Uh, a prediction? I don't know. I kind of lean towards the chiefs only because, um, we played them twice this year for one. So we got two cracks at them and they're tough. They're tough to game plan for. I think their defense is really underrated. That's one thing that that was impressive to me. Just obviously Chris Jones is tough up front and then. Their scheme is is really good, um, and then obviously they got Patrick and Travis Kelsey and all those guys on offense. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough matchup. I think it's I couldn't tell you who I really if I had to like which obviously we can't but if I had to bet on the game, um, I I don't know what I, I don't know who I would pick. But I'm going for the Chiefs just because they beat us. I'd like to see the team that beat us win the Super Bowl, and um, so we'll see. But I think it's a great matchup.
0: I think that um, obviously you're a young player. We don't. I don't think the national media knows a ton about your personality. We know about your your winning, obviously, in college and your success this year. You, you as a pop culture connoisseur, whatever it is, like what what TV do you watch? What TV do you watch? What movies do you watch? Like, what is Trevor Lawrence the person like?
3: TVs and movies. Um, well, I mean, I think I'm. I really am just like a laid back guy. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm go with the flow. I don't have any like must do's must haves, things like that you know like hobbies enjoy playing golf really just hanging out with my friends and family as much as i can playing cards all those things but i'd say movies and tv um i was just watching a show called dead to me on netflix Mm -hmm. me and my wife were good show so that's one we're we're huge like office fans new girl those are kind of like staples for us that we always go through um and then movies, I like like thrillers, that category, like suspense thrillers type movies.
0: Um, that's that's interesting. Yeah, no, uh, New Girl in the Office are two like among NFL quarterbacks. That's <laughs> like, the office comes up quite a bit. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, all those fellas. That's there's a lot of quotes there. Uh, hair care tips. What do you got?
3: Oh man, I don't really have too many. I don't do much. Like I guess it's all natural.
0: Is it you just kind of let it you wake up
3: like this? Yeah, I don't even really I brush my hair maybe once a week, not not often at all. Um and then I just shampoo it and conditioner it occasionally. So that's it.
0: Wait, you brush your hair once a week?
3: Maybe. Usually I don't even do that. Like I don't even when we go on trips, I don't even take a hairbrush with me out and i never brush my hair.
0: What is this? What it what what was God? Co- what was God cooking when he came up with that? That head of hair.
3: I got fortunate that I had had good hair genes, and now I just have to keep it as long as I can because Marissa's not a fan of the short hair. So I got.
0: You're not going to Justin Herbert it and want to just show up and just have like a a, a hair hair no, like that.
3: I don't think so. I, I'm going to ride it out for as long as I can. See how long that is, but hopefully I got a few more few more years left.
0: Oh my God, this is unbelievable. No, I I had no idea. Um, you and Justin Fields uh, obviously were were the two best recruits in the country. You went back and forth on it. And and it was, you know, I was just reading a story this morning about how epic that, you know, just just even the, the the workouts were when you were in high school and 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 just knowing that there were two great Atlanta area quarterbacks. I'm curious how you think NIL would have changed your recruitment and kind of that era of college football. Would you have done anything? differently um now that it's portal it's nil you had a different college experience because obviously you had a lot of early success but i'm curious if you were born uh you know five years later how you think things would have turned out differently
3: yeah that's a good question uh, i mean i honestly don't i don't know I'm, I'm glad one thing i said when i like when i finished up my last year and then my rookie year i always said I'm glad I wasn't around during all that, like the NIL. Glad like my la- my last year was the last kind of normal year of college football. Because my, I mean, my experience was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It was nice not having that extra pressure and stress of bringing money and all these different challenges and schedules into the picture. Trying to be a college athlete, go to school and play football, and try to be the best. I can, like, I'm glad that wasn't an extra distraction for me. So I don't know how I would, I don't know if I would change anything. I don't know what that would look like, but I, people always ask me and they think I missed out on something. I mean, yeah, I guess there was some money to probably make there, but I feel like I was fortunate that I, I didn't have to really deal with all those challenges.
0: I also think you're going to do okay. That's my prediction. You're going to do okay financially. (laughs) I've, I've done some research on this. Um, Last thing before we get to what you're doing with PNG, we do a thing called club Kevin. It's our hall of fame. You can induct anybody you want yesterday. Jared Goff inducted white Lotus that, that whole cast could be a TV show. Could be an athlete. It doesn't matter. Whoever you want to shout out, you have the floor.
3: Oh man. Uh, Who am I going to shout out? That's a tough question. I would say. White Lotus, that's a good one. I'm not going to use that one. Um, <laughs> man, I, I'll say I'll use this just because it kind of leads into what we're talking about next. Yeah. CJ Beathard, he's, he's a backup quarterback yeah, here, of one, of my, one of my best friends. He is our ping pong champion in the locker room. Never lost, never lost a ping pong game or match the whole season, undefeated. So um, I, I'll, give, I'll put him in the Hall of Fame.
0: Amazing. at uh, CJ Bathard. Welcome to Club Kevin. Tell us what you're doing with PNG and uh, head and shoulders and and the uh the, the battle of the paddles on Wednesday night.
3: Yeah, so PNG is hosting its first ever Battle of the Paddles. It's a it's a ping pong tournament. There's eight NFL players. I'm one of them. We're gonna be competing head to head uh to see who wins the tournament. I'm I'm super excited. It's gonna be fun. I'm sure there's gonna be some trash talk. Uh and people can watch on Twitch sports at seven, I believe it's seven PM Wednesday night. So um, you guys tune in I'm representing head and shoulders so it's funny you brought up the hair it's the first hair endorsement hair care shampoo all those things that I've ever done in my career so I'm excited it's with head and shoulders with the best so I can't wait
0: love it Trevor Lawrence thank you so much for coming on Twenty day buddy awesome thank oh, you look man at, look, at, look at that hair wave right at the end for, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome I appreciate you have a good one
3: thank you, man see you
1: today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.